Welcome to the Step Change podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast is my thoughts to help you with the development of your own business. And the title of this latest podcast is, Are You Ready to Start Your Own Business? Now, in this podcast, I'm going to cover some of those all-important initial considerations that you may need to be making when you're thinking about starting your own business. So, for example, are you ready? Are you aware of the challenges ahead? Do you have the right motivation and even the right reasons for starting your own business? What's your financial position? And have you undertaken any research to make sure there is actually a market prepared to pay for your product or service? Now, starting a new business is both exciting and it's rewarding, but it is full of challenges. The level of commitment you will need should never be underestimated because there will be challenges. It will be a bumpy ride in reality. The success of your business will partly depend on your attitude and your skills. And this means being honest with a range of issues, I guess. That might be your knowledge, your financial status, and even your personal qualities that you can bring to that new business. So what's your dedication to this? What's your drive? What's your perseverance like? What support do you have from your family and friends? Because that will go a long, long way from transforming your business idea into a reality. And it will be especially important during those early days. Now, during this podcast, I'm going to consider some of these things that I've alluded to so that we can look at the day-to-day reality of starting a business and outline some of those skills and qualities that you may need. Now, setting up um, your own business does require your full commitment. It's physical, it's um, an emotional demands that will bring to you with um, starting your own business. And those should never be underestimated. But starting a business is certainly a life-changing event. And I love starting businesses and helping starting businesses. You see it's just that sort of passion that people have for their idea, their thought, their dream. But it will require hard work, sometimes long hours, especially in those early stages when you're looking to build that business and develop it to have a foundation from which you can launch from. Now, there can be times where there will be financial uncertainty, and this may have a knock-on effect to both you and also your family. So setting up your own business means that uh, you'll perhaps no longer be able to take advantage of those usual benefits you had associated with a permanent job in the past. And your family and friends perhaps need to be aware of that at the outset, and the impact of setting up your own business may have on your life or your lifestyle, particularly in those early stages. But it's crucial that these people are right behind you, giving you some support. Now, as a business owner, you need some core skills to execute your ideas to ensure that your new business survives in the long term. You need to assess your own skills, assess your own knowledge and decide whether you need new skills or to draw on outside help by delegating, recruiting or outsourcing. Now, a reality check on the day to day aspects is to consider personal sacrifices that you need to make, the potential financial insecurity, the loss of any employment perks that you had before, any pressure there may be on that close relationship or relationships that you have. And also an important factor here is to consider that you may be working in isolation and how will that impact on you, particularly if you've been working in teams before and you love working in teams. There's also the sort of entrepreneurial part of you. So have you got that self-confidence, that self-determination? Are you a self-starter? How good's your judgment? 
are you committed to this? Can you do you have good perseverance and initiative to help you with the business? And from a business skills perspective, initially, um, when you start up, particularly if you're starting up on your own, you're going to be the wearer of all hats at all times. So what's your financial management like, your product development? Are you good at managing people? What's your business planning like? Are you good at sales and marketing? How effective are you with your customer and supplier relationships? The factors that you need to consider. So are you ready to start your own business? Now, I'll assume that you have an idea about a product or service that it is that you want to take to market as really that's the starting point that fuels the desire that people want to work for themselves. And a great book um, I'd encourage you to read is called The E-Myth, where it sort of breaks the myth, really, that businesses are started by entrepreneurs, where often businesses are started by good technicians, good at the technical aspects of the business and believe that the business can be done differently or in a better way. Starting a new business is both exciting and rewarding, as I say, and it's, it is full of loads of challenges. And that level of commitment should, as I say, never be underestimated. And the success of your business will, as mentioned earlier, depend on your attitude and your skills. If you're going to start your own business, then time the change effectively. If you're employed, can you carry on in your job for a while whilst you're completing your research, undertaking any training that you need and finalising your plan to start your own business with momentum, with a running start? Because starting a business is a risky thing to do. So you need to understand those various risks at an early stage to help you decide if you're willing and able to take those risks. So if we think about motivation, what's your motivation? Well, there are a number of personal reasons why people start their own business. Some see it as an opportunity. Some suffer a personal situation such as a redundancy or unemployment. Whilst others have that family history, it's in their blood, if you like, of being self-employed and Others will just consider it as a way of earning their living. So what's made you decide to work for yourself? What are your motives? What motivates you? And holding that motivation at all times is really important. Thinking about your motivations can help you think about the goals that you set for yourself and provides a measurement for your success as only defined by you. Because I think it's important that you define your own success, not some guru that you read a book about or somebody else's business that you're looking for. Success means different things to different people. So you need to decide and define what success means for you. And this will certainly help you to find the ways to achieve it. Now, if you don't know what you're aiming for, then it's unlikely that you'll ever achieve it. And certainly you won't know when you arrive at that point of success. So understanding your motivations will help you identify the real purpose of your business, its aims and its objectives. So for example, if it's for a bigger house for growing your family, then how will the business generate the cash that you need for that to happen? Motivation simply is, you know, I've heard people say, I simply don't want to work for anybody else anymore. For me, they're not strong enough motivations to actually going out and starting your own business, although it will motivate you in some way. Another thing to consider with your motivation is to consider your exit from day one. How are you going to exit your business when you need to? Because it got to happen to all of us at some point. And hopefully we're in control of that exit. And we're able to enjoy that exit. 
whether you want to leave a legacy, whether you want to gain some cash from the exit, whatever your purpose may be, you need to be clear. So you need to have a vision of your exit from the business so that you get that timing right for you. There's too many business owners say that their business is their retirement nest egg, but actually in reality, when they come to retire, it may be that it's the wrong time to sell or it's actually not valued as what they expected. So their nest egg is not as great as they thought it was going to be. So thinking about your motivations can help you think about your goals and how you're setting those goals yourself. And it also provides that measurement of success as defined by you and not others looking in at your business. So some of the motives may be that you want to earn money. It may be that you want to provide for your family a healthier lifestyle, job security, just elements of working different hours, exploiting a gap in the market that motivates you, having something purposeful or sustainable that you want to, to say, influence the environment. Maybe that you just want to employ others and be your own boss. You may want to deliver exceptional experience or an excellent product. What is your motivation? And can you afford to start your own business? Are you a risk taker? They say all top entrepreneurs are willing to take risks. However, these are usually calculated risks unless the business owner can afford to make a possible loss. Now, starting your own business will always be a risk as there's no such guarantees in life. So I recommend that you review your personal financial position to ensure that you can afford to start your own business. Firstly, I'd recommend that you review your personal assets, especially your liquid assets, such as your bank or your savings accounts, your shares, etc., so that you know that you've got some backup resources if your working capital starts to dry up a little bit and it takes longer than planned to get your business off the ground. There should be a minimum figure that your business needs to earn each month to ensure that you can personally survive. This is known as your break-even point, your personal break-even point. Because it's no good running a business that breaks even without providing you the cash or return to achieve the motivation that you desire and the reasons why you started your own business. And the last thing I really wanted to talk about was whether there is actually a market for your product or service. It's great that you want to start your own business. It's great that you have the motivations and it may be that you've got some cash behind you to enable you to go for it. But you'll be very quickly disappointed and waste a lot of money if you've not considered the market and undertaken your market research. Good market research reduces your risk by obtaining information that supports the key decisions that you need to make about your business. It will save you many hours of worry and pain whilst you effectively plan the direction of your business based on factual information. Now, all successful businesses have a close understanding of potential and existing customers and the marketplace that they're working in. This knowledge allows them to target their customers, identify new opportunities effectively sell and importantly compete with other suppliers. Now performing market research on your potential customers and your competitors will help you understand how you can make a difference. It will help you create your value proposition, understanding what's unique about your business, why you're different and gives you the value to take out to your customers. 
your research should cover a number of key questions for your business, but as a minimum to ensure that there is a market for your type of product or service, you should be considering key questions and targeting your ideal customers and asking them these specific types of questions to establish, is there a market and would they buy from you based on your unique selling proposition? Now, when I've asked him before, many business startups will say that they've undertaken their market research. However, when I've explored that further, that's usually with family or friends or maybe some business associates, but people generally known to them. And they often repeat, of course, a great idea because they want to support you as an individual. So please do do your market research with people you don't know. And if you can, with people that are likely to be your prospects. And I do believe, and I've had clients that this has been successful for, if you do market research with your ideal customers and you do have something that's different, unique and of value to those prospects that you're interviewing from a market research perspective, some of them will lean towards you with interest as being a potential customer. Now, you may do some desk research in terms of you know, establishing what the numbers are from your local census in terms of a population of thousands, but that doesn't really give you any idea about actually whether they would buy from you. So as an example, try to think about who are your potential customers and define your ideal customer, their type, their persona, why they'd be buying from you. How many of those potential customers are in your catchment area or the region that you want to cover? And then how much would they be prepared to pay for your product or your service? Do they actually buy your kind of product or service already? And if so, why do they buy that product or service at this moment in time and how much do they pay? And what do they want from your product or service and what would encourage them to buy from you? So what's the benefits and what's the value to them? And I guess whilst you're doing that feedback, establish whether your proposition, whether your offering brings clarity to the understanding of the potential buyer so that they get your product or service as well as you do. Now, as I say, you can break down your market research into primary and secondary research. Now, your own research may cover areas such as questionnaires, interviews, focus groups, product testing, you might do some test marketing, you might find, again, with your desk research some published information or statistics, there may be some observations you made, or you may do some mystery shopping of your competitors, for example. But you should also undertake your own competitor analysis to ensure that your competitors approach the market with a product or service that you're going to bring to the market, but you can understand why you're different. So there will be things that your competitors are doing that you will agree with and that you should, I guess, take on board and not try to reinvent the wheel with everything. But you may have a different approach, but your customers, as I say, have started their business before, so don't reinvent that wheel. I'd also recommend that you complete a SWOT analysis, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, or threats. This an analysis of your business is a powerful tool for 
understanding exactly that what's your strengths and weaknesses or areas for development and enables you to look at the opportunities and threats that you would face in your business and the areas that you will consider will provide an excellent basis for reviewing your business strategy and the future direction of any established business or new proposition and by undertaking a SWOT analysis you really get to know your own business so what makes a SWOT analysis particularly useful is that the process can be undertaken by you as an individual with a group if you've got a team around you already or even with a focus group and this focus thinking will help you identify your main strengths which will help you form your strongest unique selling points and it will also uncover opportunities that you can look to take advantage of either now or later. You will also better understand the true revealed weaknesses of your business so you can better manage these and you can also eliminate threats before they become harmful to your business. So think about those things that are internal for your business, the strengths and the weaknesses, those attributes to the organisation and think about those external conditions such as the opportunities and threats. So if you're thinking about the strengths, what advantages do you have? What do people in the market see as your strengths? If you're looking at weaknesses, how could you improve? Are there areas you should avoid? What are the people in the market likely to see as your weaknesses? What are the good opportunities for you? Are there any interesting trends that you can maximise? If you're thinking about the threats, what obstacles do you face? Is there anything in terms of technology, political, environmental, things that can impact on your business? And once you've then completed your SWOT analysis, you should then consider with the knowledge that you have from this, how can it be used? How can you use each strength, stop each weakness, exploit each opportunity and defend against each threat? And finally, a good way to undertake your market research is to dip your toe in the water. So can you test your market idea with your product or service on either a part-time business or with a couple of prospective customers to gain their feedback? Because there's a loop, a tool that I use um, with my businesses is the one-page business model canvas. And there's a loop in the customer section which says, okay, this is your value proposition. These are the channels you take that value proposition out to your customer segments, your ideal customers. And then the loop is finalized by obtaining feedback through the relationships that you have with those customers to either reflect on your value proposition or to tweak it to then continually take the best value proposition that you believe out to attract those key customers and pull them towards you with interest. So as always, I hope my podcast has been useful, it's been thought-provoking, and it's helping you to think about how you can develop your business. So please join me next time for the Step Change podcast, where I'll be sharing some further thoughts.